This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Yun at the Shukasana United Methodist Church, May 28, 2023. The message is, when the Holy Spirit moves like water, wind, and fire, based on Acts 2, 1-13, and John 7, 37-39. Let us pray. Loving gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for giving of the Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit comes to us like a gentle breeze. He whispers to our soul, our spirit. Sometimes our spirit, our lives are so busy, crowded, we cannot hear you clearly, O oh God. This morning, O oh God, we want to hear you. We want to hear the words of truth, the words of wisdom, the words of encouragement. So God, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your spirit as we hear the words of Scripture. May the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable to you our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So Pentecost and Memorial Day fall around the same time each year, as we know. One is a national holiday, while the other is a religious festival with a long tradition. But they have something important in common. For this reason, some religious folks even say that Pentecost is a forgotten Memorial Day. Forgotten Memorial Day. Let's think about the meaning of the word memorial first. It really means serving to preserve remembrance. In other words, it's about remembering. It's about keeping our memory alive. So what, what do we remember on Memorial Day? We remember those brave young men and women who have given the ultimate sacrifice for others. A life given for peace, justice, freedom that is not free. What do we remember on Pentecost Sunday? We remember the day when the disciples of Jesus received the Holy Spirit in a powerful and remarkable way. As we read the story of Acts 2 this morning, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the people from all of the place who came to Jerusalem to celebrate a feast, Jewish feast, the 50th day after Passover. It was also the 50 days after our Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected from the grave, from the death. Through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, the disciples who had been in fear were given a new life, new birth. In the transforming power of God, they were given a new life. They were no longer in fear. They got out of their hidden hiding places. They came together as a community of disciples and became the courageous witnesses of Jesus Christ. This is why we see the day of Pentecost as the birthday of the Christian church. 
which was made possible by the life-giving work of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Most Christians can talk about God and Jesus with confidence, but when it comes to talking about the Holy Spirit, there seems to be a sense of uncertainty, lack of clarity among many Christians. Apparently, it is easy for us to relate to Jesus, the Son of God, because He became one of us and lived like us on earth. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's a different story. The words and symbols used to describe the Holy Spirit in the Bible are often impersonal. They are far from being person, human. So it makes it kind of hard to articulate who the Holy Spirit is. Some Christians even believe that the Holy Spirit is present only when they have goosebumps. Culturally, the Spirit is often associated with ghost-haunted houses, ecstatic speeches, or extreme emotional reactions you know, that happen when something magical, some type of, uh, of supernatural force get into people. One of the misconceptions about the Holy Spirit is that it is a force or power, not a person. Like in the Star Wars uh, movie, those of you who know anything about Star Wars must have heard of the word force. The force, which is a metaphysical, mystical energy, power that permeates the galaxy. And the force can be utilized or manipulated by uh, certain individuals with force sensitivity. What this movie shows is, though, that this force is something which can be controlled or manipulated by people. Whether it's used for good or evil, it is something that can be manipulated. And that's what makes the Holy Spirit distinct from the concept of the force, the cultural view of the Spirit. Because we cannot master or manipulate the Holy Spirit like the Jedi tried to master the force. The Holy Spirit is not just a magical instrument given to us for our own purpose and interest, but the third person of Trinity, the triune God, along with God the Father and God the Son. We're going to talk more about this next Sunday, on Trinity Sunday. You know, the Holy Spirit is a vital part of the Christian faith, yet she's often forgotten person of the Trinity. So in this new sermon series, when the Holy Spirit moves, we will dive into the nature and the work of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does, and how the Holy Spirit empowers us to live our faith. As we celebrate Pentecost and remember the blessings and outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we're going back to the story in Acts chapter 2, where the disciples first encountered the Holy Spirit as promised by Jesus. According to the story, the Holy Spirit came like a strong wind and tongues of fire, the flames. This morning we also read the passage in the Gospel of John where Jesus talks about uh, the Holy Spirit like the streams of 
living water, the rivers of living water. Given that, given these scripture uh, references, we can say that the Holy Spirit moves like wind, fire, and water. Hmm. Fire, wind, water. Friends, think about that. Let that sink in for a moment. Like wind, like water, like fire. How paradoxical. Do you know of anything or anyone in our world that is like wind, water, and fire? I want to invite you to ponder this question as you enjoy this Memorial Day weekend with barbecues or outdoor activities by the water or the wind. This morning I want us to think about what it means for the Holy Spirit to move in among us like wind, water, and fire. First, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit moves like wind, we are refreshed. We are renewed, recreated. In Acts 2, Luke tells us that when the disciples were gathered together in one place, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a, a, a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the room. It filled the entire house where they were sitting. So what is this mighty rushing wind about? Yes, it's, it's a metaphor to help us to understand the nature and working of the Holy Spirit. When the scripture says that the Holy Spirit moves like wind, it signifies the characteristics, qualities of the Holy Spirit. Friends, what are the qualities of, of the wind? Think about the qualities of the wind. You know, the wind is invisible, right? Anybody can see the wind here? You have a good eye then, but we can't. We cannot see the wind, but we can feel it. We can still feel the wind. We can see its effects. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is unseen, but can be experienced and recognized. Yesterday, 20 of our, our church folks, including one dog, went to Keyport for fellowship outing. It was truly a gathering filled with joy, community, and delicious food. Although none of us couldn't catch a fish, we discovered something even more valuable by being together and sharing in the fellowship with one another. That was beauty of gathering as a church family. How beautiful, how wonderful it is that we can gather together as a church family. Embracing the blessings of nature and strengthening and nurturing our relationship with God and with one another. It was such a gorgeous day, you know, beautiful weather. But when the coastal wind breezed, it was just so refreshing. It was a wonderful feeling that left me refreshed. Friends, in the same way, when the Holy Spirit moves like wind, we are refreshed. We are refreshed by the transforming power of the Spirit. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma. I'm sure many of you heard this word, pneuma. 
Interestingly, in the scripture, wind and spirit are related to this Greek word pneuma. Those of you who had a dental treatment, I hope you, uh, you know, you have, you don't have a, a cavities or anything, but we have to go to see a dentist. And those of you who had been uh, to the dentist office would know there are all sorts of uh, pneumatic uh, tools, such as dentist drills and jackhammers, you know, which run on air pressure. They are invisible, right? They're invisible, but powerful. Just as wind is powerful, invisible, but they can move, the, move and influence things. The Holy Spirit is like that. The Holy Spirit refreshes and recreates our spirit, our lives, so we can live more like Jesus. To explain about the nature of the Holy Spirit, William Temple said, quote, It is no good giving me a play like Hamlet and telling me to write a play like that. Shakespeare could do it. I cannot. It is no good showing me a life like the life of Jesus and telling me to live a life like that. Jesus could do it, but I cannot. But if the genius of Shakespeare could come and live in me, then I could write plays like his. And if the spirit of Jesus could come and live in me, then I could live a life like Jesus. Friends, this is why we need the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus, to help us live more like our Lord Jesus Christ. One thing we need to notice, though, that the refreshing, recreating work of God is described in the beginning of the Bible. In Genesis 1-2, we find a very interesting expression. It says, the Spirit of God is sweeping over the water. Hmm. Sweeping over the water. The Hebrew word for the Spirit here is ruach. You know, in Greek, that was pneuma. In Hebrew, it's ruach, which means Wind, wind. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water in the beginning of the creation. Here Genesis portrays God as a dynamic God who moves like a mighty wind. Friends, the creating work of God has not been completed in the genesis of the world. Our God is the God who recreates all creation, who, who refreshes all creation through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. This morning I want to invite you to reflect and think about where you find this recreating, refreshing power of the Holy Spirit and where you need this power in your life today. Remember the Holy Spirit is invisible but always present with us, always ready to work in your life. Breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit as you breathe in the freshing wind. Seek the presence of the Holy Spirit and be open to her leading each day. And you will experience the recreating, refreshing power of the Holy Spirit that comes like a gentle breeze or even strong wind sometimes.
So when the Holy Spirit moves like wind, we are refreshed. Secondly, when the Holy Spirit moves like fire, we are refined. We are refined. In Acts 2, Luke witnesses that the disciples saw what seemed to be the tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Let's think about what fire does. You know, fire burns us anything that's superfluous or unnecessary. Especially the fire melts away impurities. The impurities from metals. Just as a fire refines and purifies precious metals, the Holy Spirit walks within our lives to illumine our poor, wrong choices. So we know what to avoid and how to live by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Friends, think of someone who works for you to remove anything that hinders you from growing in your relationship with God. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does within you. The Holy Spirit is your personal champion. The Holy Spirit is your personal counselor, someone you can always turn to for wisdom and guidance, for discerning the will of God, the right path that God set for, for you. The work of the Holy Spirit is to guide you in the path you need to take by refining you, by refining you. Of course, the refining process can be uncomfortable and challenging as it involves exposing, dealing with our flaws and weaknesses and failures, simple tendencies. However, through the purifying work of the Holy Spirit, we are gradually transformed into vessels that reflect the beauty and holiness of God. Friends, take a moment to reflect on your life and consider where you may need to experience the refining work of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves like fire within us, it's important for us to surrender to her transformative work of refinement. Allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate any unhealthy behaviors, attitudes, or habits that hinder your relationship with God and others. As the Holy Spirit reveals those areas in need of change, trust in empowering presence to help you to let go of them and shape you into a vessel that mirrors the character of our Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, when the Holy Spirit moves like water, we are replenished. We are replenished. Christians are sometimes called the people of the water. Anybody heard this phrase? The people of the water. Why? Because the waters of baptism are among the central symbols of Christian faith. You know, Jesus, in, this, in the Gospels, Jesus calmed the waters, turned water into wine. He taught and did his ministry by the water. In, in a conversation with a woman in Samaria, Jesus identifies himself as the living water. 
the source of life like, that can quench the thirst of our soul. And his invitation is, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He promises living water to those who follow him. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus explains the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes like the streams of living water, the rivers of living water, which will burst from the hearts of those who believe in him. Here he uses the phrase, the streams of water, streams of living water. It's a plural, not singular. That signifies the abundance, the effluence we find in the, the coming of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, even though we live in a world where we, we have to pay for water, and I, I was look up to uh, the Google, the most expensive water bottle is in Germany. It's uh, $1,100 per liter. How expensive. But the streams of living water given by Jesus is free. It's freely given to those who believe in him. Let anyone who th is thirsty come to me. Let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow streams of living water. You know, this is the promise of Jesus for those who believe in him, that streams of living water will flow from their innermost beings, their souls. I want you to pay attention to, though, that what Jesus promised here is not just a stream. Again, the streams of living water. Then why streams and rivers, not a reservoir or pond? This means that we must wait by faith continually to receive in feelings of the Holy Spirit, from the Holy Spirit. This means that the Holy Spirit's infilling is not a one-time event, but an ongoing process. We need to be con continuously filled by the Holy Spirit. I found this um, fountain, uh, interesting fountain on a website. As you can see, uh, water pours from one tier to another, going through the rustic broken pottery. It reminds me of how we as humans are like a broken earthen vessels in need of God's grace and strength. When, when our hearts are open, humble, receptive to the work, work of the Holy Spirit, our lives are replenished. Our spirits are replenished. Friends, the Holy Spirit understands your inner deep longings. The Holy Spirit knows how to quench your spiritual thirst, especially during those desert-like moments in our life journey. In this season of Pentecost, may each of us experience the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, who moves like a wind, fire, and water. May each of us be refreshed, refined, and replenished. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Amen.